We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're going to talk about the running backs that are going to help people win their fantasy championships. They're going to help them win the mega money in the best ball contest, Sean. That is what we are doing today through the lens of the Zero RB universe and, I guess, through the, the lens of the exposures of running backs for us in some of these best ball contests. So I'm excited about today's show. Thanks to everyone who reached out post the Tuesday recap where we talked about our heartbreak, our heartache from Monday Night Football. Lots of kind messages coming our way, including some fun messages from the co-managers of the team that did defeat us. Sean, one of the messages I shared with you before we started recording here, we talked about DeAndre Hopkins. They also did mention that Sean really tempted the football gods with this one, but DeAndre Hopkins, Sean, turned out to be an auto pick. So things sometimes work out, sometimes they don't. I know you and Ben talked about an auto pick that you had in one of your BBM drafts that maybe didn't work out to the the fullest extent from that scenario. But we are well and truly past that. We are on to the big. Call that right? auto pick on that team. That team finished like in two thousand six hundred or something like that. Which, but it would have come first overall probably if it had a <laughs> probably first CD overall with CD Lamb. Yeah. So we are on to the sprint and the FFPC main event. Obviously, people will be getting their tickets and their entries into Basketball Mania 4, all the other contests over at Underdog, as well as all the contests over at the FFPC. So we'll be talking about some of the players that we are most looking forward to seeing and have big weeks over the next three weeks there. Sean, I do want to mention as well, we did a show last Friday where we talked about some of the tools and our lineup selections and how we do that process. I've had a number of people reaching out to say, thanks for going through that in both video and audio format but a lot of people reaching out to say that some of the tools that we showed on the screen or talked about on the podcast that they hadn't been to that part of the road of his site and one of the things is there's so many tools and so much information and so many ways to get to the tools that i would highly recommend everyone head on over and try them out if you have a subscription maybe you're just using it to read the articles i would highly recommend going in and checking those tools to help set your weekly lineups a lot of people sean reaching out how did i get there because i showed it on the video but i was kind of changing between tabs how did you get to this tab there was one even reached out from a zero rb article that you had from the preseason and they're like this is in sean's zero rb piece from the preseason so they're back reading it at this point in time how did he get the screenshot so we got into the 
the matchup tool and um, yeah people out there very happy to be finding more advantageous ways to set their lineups through the road of his website but if you want to sign up over there ahead of the holiday season get yourself a gift 10 percent off use the code rv radio 2023 at checkout sean it's week 15 it has flown by this season we always joke about it but we'll soon be talking about the nfl draft but it's time to talk about the players that are going to make the key differences over the next three weeks how excited are you for this sprint run here for for all the various tournaments across the industry i love it i love it and one of the things that is both good and bad i talked about how the ffpc has done such a fantastic job because week 12 so important you got to get your teams in week 13 so important you got to advance your teams from the semis to the finals week 14 fairly straightforward you got to win the final and now 15 16 17 the race for the big money obviously now we're moving into the fantasy quarterfinals for normal fantasy contests so column you and i are tracking really closely our dynasty team in the ffpc specifically rotoviz triflex version of the format anybody who's looking for a great dynasty league heading into this offseason make sure you check out the rotoviz triflex format over at the ffpc we hear a lot of people talking about how all of the new teams that they're doing in dynasty are in that format column you and i took over an orphan we did the dynasty reanimator series that was a lot of fun the team unfortunately with justin jefferson getting hurt was not able to secure a buy but we are in the playoffs. We do need to we have. We don't need to buy, Sean. We don't need to don't buy. Need to buy. We're going to score. Well, we got to be one of the two highest scores of the four. That's the way that the quarterfinals work. If we can, are the third worst. Third worst. Either way works. <laughs> we we get need. into the fantasy semis, and then it's a two-week four-team free-for-all to win the title there. I'm hoping that Justin Jefferson will finally play and score some points this week. That could be crucial, and especially the next couple of weeks. You know, we focus so much on best ball, so much on redraft at different times of the fantasy season, and now it's time to win those dynasty titles along with everything else. So you ask if I'm fired up, call him, I'm pretty fired up. Yeah, I'm fired up too. And you mentioned Justin Jefferson. Thankfully, the injury, not as bad as first feared when we heard that he was you know going to the local hospital during the game and things like that but we'll see if he plays hopefully he will play reminder for anyone who's in that type of league that is set in lineups rather than best ball games on saturday this week as well so lots of things to keep your eyes on we're recording this on thursday and sean even the landscape since last sunday when we're looking at people's advanced teams to these best ball championships our teams that are in the big money in the uh, ffpc main event or the uh, fantasy pros championship over there the likes of losing your quarterback and uh, herbert and then also keenan allen being ruled out there's a lot of stuff changing in unfortunate ways in the the fantasy sphere at the moment we'll see what happens over the the next three weeks so looking forward to hopefully us getting into some of this money but as always wishing all the listeners out there success over the last few years we've had big success with ot listeners getting some big prizes so hopefully we see that in 2023 as well moving into the zero rb universe sean to talk through some of the players that will be kind of following most closely and you have split it up this week into locked in starters virtual locks who would be strong flex players and then you know probable starters borderline starters it's all split up all the running backs across the nfl so i would highly recommend people to check that out i'll put the link in the show description before we get into that sean i'm going to mention some of the players that myself and yourself combined have 
exposure to at the running back position specifically depending on how today's show is going later on in the show we may be able to circle back with the players that have advanced the most in terms of all positions but on the running back position sean when we look at it across both sites it's Brees hall devon a chain Tysi spears and an underdog then solely it is Brees hall james cook Tysi spears jerome ford and tuba hubbard over on the ffpc side of things I think it's, uh, again, <laughs> Brees Hall, Sean. Uh, we have a lot of Brees Hall, Devin Achin, Brian Robinson, DeAndre Swift. Uh, Tuba Hubbard is somebody who featured quite a lot for me prominently in uh, solo rosters. We have them in one combined roster as well. So they are some of the names that we're going to possibly mention. In terms of, as we go into the Zero RB universe, Christian McCaffrey leads the way, Sean. We know what christian mccaffrey is we know what he does he is absolutely incredible one of the things i was surprised by is one of the teams that we have together is a christian mccaffrey team and this can be different across you know your individual 12 team pods so depending on what site you're playing on you're split up into your leagues certain amount of teams will advance each week and the pods and pools may be different i was surprised to see the, the super flex contest team that we have christian mccaffrey on there is only two of the 12 teams to have christian mccaffrey and obviously that's a small sample size it's one of the leagues but i i would have expected a lot more cmc and the mix there maybe maybe there's some leagues as well with 12 christian mccaffrey teams and it will see what happens but always interesting to to look into your pods and, and see what other teams have to see what you may need because certain leagues i have i've won with five sam laporta teams out of the 12 and there's another one with two sam laporta teams and they kind of mix between that particular range so different of how it plays out but sean christian mccaffrey will not probably dive into anything for him but the second name on the list here is kyron williams and he has been very impressive in recent weeks the rams in general and offense have been very impressive we talked about this a couple of weeks ago is this a matthew stafford team or is this a kyron williams team moving forward for the rams and how confident are you in williams moving forward here for the three-week stretch well, it better be a Matthew Stafford team, right? You got to win through your quarterback. You got to win through Puka, win through Cooper Cup. But Kyron Williams has been fantastic. He's paying off the very ceiling outcome that you could have possibly expected when he came out of Notre Dame. And again, Kyron Williams, especially in his second to last season there, was fantastic. So there's an element at which this came out of nowhere. And yet, guys who are as good and as productive as he was as an underclassman in college you know they've got a shot right you want to keep your eye on those players to say it's been a perfect fit with the los angeles rams would be an understatement and Colin, one of the things that i did in this week's article was to really try and focus on this week's matchups as opposed to a bigger picture type of environment we're into the fantasy playoffs now we want to win we want to make sure we're starting the right guys that includes in the running back position but also in the flex and the flex obviously it's going to depend on your individual roster it's going to be a little bit of a catch-all spot to take care of the overflow but from the beginning of rotaviz the key thing that we've emphasized is that to win your league if you dominate that flex position that's going to be something that will separate you from your opponents and so for most of the time period that has been with wide receivers and wide receivers have been part of the race to fill the flex winning that race sometimes in 2023 it can be through the running back position but you want it to be a star not just a random guy it's actually an element where 
for a running back to be good enough to fill your flex, he probably has to be better than the players that you might consider on a zero RB-ish type of team to fill the RB2 slot. That may sound a little bit weird, but basically what I'm saying is a low-end RB2 can sometimes fill the RB2 spot, but rarely is good enough to fill the flex. And that's why the labels in the article here might be a little bit different than what you're used to in some other spots. Long-winded way of saying we're looking at some of the matchups this week. And Colin, you mentioned the tools. And one of my favorite parts with the tools is you, if you pull up the NFL Player Explorer. So you pull up the tool that focuses on one guy. And it has a variety of different tabs and so many different ways to look at that one player and tell you what that player has been doing this season. But the matchups tab will give you a sense of what their opponent has been doing. So you can pull that up and you can see the five most recent weeks. And in this case, for Kyron Williams, the five most recent running back performances against this week's matchup, the Washington Commanders, are Ramondre Stevenson going for 22.9, which those of us who play, played a lot of Ramondre Stevenson will tell you that that's one of his better scores. Kenneth Walker at 19.7, Saquon Barkley at 30, Tony Pollard at 22.3, and then Achan a couple of weeks ago before the Commanders buy at 25.3. You'll probably not be surprised then to discover that Washington has been the worst team. They've given up the most fantasy points over expectation in that span, and that has translated into the most total fantasy points against at the running back position. What the tool will also allow you to do is break that down from a rushing and receiving perspective. And so you can see if the running backs are piling up those points through carries or if they're piling up those points through receptions, depending on your specific player and his profile, you may really prefer one or the other. So again, the tool lets you do that as well. To find that, you go to the NFL Player Explorer. Obviously, you find your player and then you click on the matchups tab. That'll provide you with that information and some other information as well. It's one of my favorite parts, Colin. It's only one piece, right? We have the game-level similarity explorers for receivers. We have the passing matchup reader. We have Blair's article every week, which takes out some of the most important chunks from the advanced team stat explorer. So you can go to the advanced team stat explorer as well and see how these teams are doing on a team level. So if you want to see pass rush, if you want to see defensive line performance specifically rush defense if you want to see blocking right it breaks that down into both run blocking and pass blocking so much information you can get there but column today as you said we're going to be looking at running backs uh for me this is not good news i don't have a lot of kyron williams he obviously is very well represented in both tournaments and on teams who advance to the fantasy playoffs i would love if the commanders step up i do not expect that to happen this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. With the holidays just around the corner, many people's thoughts will turn to gift giving and what to get for friends and family. And seeing the joy on people's face as they open those gifts can be a truly wonderful experience. Spending time with family unboxing gifts is always one of my true pleasures of the entire year. Whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you get to define how you give to yourself. And the holidays are a great time to do that. So whether it's starting therapy, 
going easier on yourself during the tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. Early 2023, I began therapy and I started doing it after thinking about it throughout the holiday season, so very much like I'm talking about today, it is the perfect time to start that process. I have found it very beneficial and my plan is to continue it into 2024. It's been very valuable in helping me learning positive coping skills and balancing the day-to-day tasks and challenges that I have experienced. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash rotoviz today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash rotoviz. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I don't expect it to happen either, but we'll see. We'll see what happens over the course of the weeks. I'm hoping that this is a high-scoring game of shootout because, Sean, we got ourselves some of Sam Howell. We were talking about this before the show started. Probably the player that we touted the most over expectation. Will we say that? Is that a touted the most over expectation? Is that a stat that we can use? We talked a lot about Sam Howell, and a lot of OT listeners will have drafted Sam Howell, uh, whether that's in redraft or trade it for him in dynasty. All offseason, we were getting dynasty roster Sean coming in, and the similarity on every one of them was that Sam Howell was there. We felt that that was a responsibility of ours to hope that he would come in and, and do what we said he would do this season and he has so we'll hopefully get a shootout there but we're hoping for a lot of shootouts here sean in 
week 15. The other names in here, and I'll let you pick out one of them to, to dive into in a little bit more detail. We have talked, I think, a lot about Travis Etienne. So we, he may be one that we pass over here. But Alvin Kamara, obviously, we have a situation where Taysom Hill is coming in, getting some carries, throwing some passes, catching some balls. But he is basically, rather than taking it much away from Alvin Kamara, he is uh, removing Jamal Williams from the situation there in the backfield. We have Rashad White, who has just dominated over the, the last kind of month at least of the season gets the Packers this week who we've seen Saquon Barkley gas through a couple of times particularly in that second half of the Packers and Giants this week and then Bijan Robinson any of those in terms of a play that you think is going to score the most fantasy points this week well the other one that really jumps out to me and the other player I'm nervous about is Rashad White we were very heavy on him last year not so much this season as I dove more into his profile he did throw up a bunch of red flags in terms of how he had performed as a rusher in college and then you take that in combination with his very weak rookie season where even as they're trying to get away from Leonard Fournette because Leonard Fournette is washed white doesn't give him the upgrade it's been a little bit similar to early this season when white was struggling and they try to go to sean tucker and he doesn't give them the upside that they need and so they go back to white but this is a case where the sort of carrying tool or the element that white really excels in and he excelled in it in college he's been able to now make the key part of his game at the NFL level. And he's just simply been very, very good. And he's been so good as a receiver that I think it's given him some confidence and it's given him the rope, right? He's been given enough rope now to start to develop as a runner since the beginning of week seven. He's averaging, I mean, he's just a, a hair under 19 points per game. That'd be running back five for that time period. It was a rough start, right? He's averaging minus 2.1 fantasy points over expectation for the first six weeks. He's at just 3.3 yards per carry. It does look like there's a threat of being flat out benched. And instead, he's become, again, that flat out star. And he leads the position with 307 routes. He's got 493 yards after the catch, which I just sort of throw that in because he's not one of these guys who's getting many running back air yards. He's having to do it. Those passes are behind the line of scrimmage. And this week column, he plays your Green Bay Packers who have been shredded in back-to-back -back weeks by Isaiah Pacheco and Saquon Barkley. Those names are somewhat notable in that Pacheco is not a good player and Saquon Barkley is playing in a very poor offense. And so even though Barkley himself is probably a star, I think if those two guys can tear up your Packers, I mean, we have to be a little bit worried about Rashad White. What are we going to see in this matchup this weekend? I'm hoping we see a Packers win, Sean, and then we can talk about the fantasy after that. Uh, the Packers have played well when they are not full of expectation, and I think this week there's an expectation that they were away on the road or they were on the road and they possibly could slip up last week. I think they're going to expect to do things better, but they have struggled immensely in the run game and defensively. They had improved in in recent weeks, but. Very soft coverages then, obviously, towards the back end of that game. But one thing that's been consistent is the the run game has has not been the strength. So I expect White to be a key, key part of this. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be a, a pretty tough day for the, the non-Rashad White managers this week. So we're going to try and get through Kyron Williams and Rashad White in all formats column. The next level here, virtual locks, these guys... Would be strong flex options if you 
employed the 2023 strategy of kind of a, a mixed running back approach where you're trying to hit some of the best names out of the dead zone, names like a Travis Etienne, names like a Brees Hall, and then you're putting them with some of the top zero RB options like a Devon HN and certainly a couple of the guys in the top tier there in Kyron Williams and Rashad White, you could have enough running backs to fill the flex with it. These guys are people I would like there. We talked about our particular team right in the main event where we have five wide receivers we're trying to get into the lineup. These players in tier two here would be in the mix, even with those receivers that we have. Colin, who jumps out to you? Well, the one thing that I think this is obvious based on how the season split up with the injury to a-chan but the miami dolphins backfield was a fantasy gold mine for drafters but you know if you drafted mostert or a-chan and they're in a situation where people were picking between one or the other but it worked out that in baseball both of those have been exceptionally good so both of those names fit in there and i expect both of those to put up fantasy points this week but you mentioned saquon barkley jameer gibbs is in there joe mixon derrick henry but the one sean i want to talk about that we've talked a lot about but at this point i think it's a good time to go back to it that's Brees hall because a lot of people again listening to our conversations this off season would have heard us talking a huge amount about Brees hall how we believed in him how his injury recovery was coming in that time and obviously then there was the talk with dalvin cook coming in and the injury recovery wasn't going as well as it was and it took a little bit of time for him to work into the season the jets were a little bit precautious with him coming along as the season progressed then he loses Aaron Rodgers. What we have seen him be able to do with Tim Boyle or with Zach Wilson here, the talent and you know the ability that we have seen, both mainly as a receiver in truth in, in recent times, I think he's the closest in this list to probably push up. If it wasn't him, it would be one of the Dolphins, but because the two of them are likely to be active again this week, it's going to be a situation where they're kind of going to siphon a little bit from each other but i think out of this list for me Brees hall is the the clearest backfield percentage of the splits and i think he could push himself up into that uh that conversation in the locked in starters here so Brees hall has been and the whole situation around the jets has been a very clear example of be careful what you wish for because the entire season we're looking for them to go away from zach wilson and figure out a way to unlock this offense what they did, and it almost seems intentional, is to put together an even worse quarterback situation that really emphasized that you can still do some things with Zach Wilson that you can't with lower down players. And that's especially the case when Wilson actually plays one of his better games. But Brees Hall coming in to week 14 had been on a five-week stretch again where it had been kind of bleak. Only one of those games was really a spike week to get the job done from a fantasy perspective. Even with that being the case, he entered week 14 ranked number three in evasion rate, specifically as a receiver at 45%, which means that when Brees Hall has been making the catch, he's been leaking out of the backfield, he takes those short passes, and then once he's in space, he's breaking tackles and making guys miss at a crazy level. And the thing that you really note, and I think jumped out again in week 14, is that after he makes those players miss, he has the long speed. And you contrast Brees Hall and even someone like a Bijan Robinson, and Hall is faster. And so that ability to create the really big 
play is what you're looking for from him. He's basically a version of Jonathan Taylor, who is a really intuitive receiver as well. He's been limited by the offense, but when we think about Dynasty, for example, I think that he's the number one guy, the number one back. I think that he's better than Bijan Robinson. I think that the intermediate term is going to be better for him. You know, probably they're going to have Aaron Rodgers next year, and that team is going to put up a lot of points, even if Rodgers plays relatively poorly. But so he comes in number three in evasion rate and number four in yards per route. And you're talking about being up there with guys like a Christian McCaffrey. Then he has a nine target game with 86 yards and a score and pushes those numbers up even further. This is a player who really does meet that generational talent label. And despite the environment with the New York Jets this year, I think that fantasy managers can be excited to have his him on their teams as they try and win each individual week. And then as you're going for a million dollars or $3 million or what have you, depending on your contest, if Brees Hall is the guy there, there's a lot of upside. We have to hope that number one, they continue to involve him in this receiving plays. And number two, that maybe he breaks a couple, right? You talk about winning the big pots and you need to have that game. Like my personal favorite from all those years ago, where Jamal Charles goes off for a number of touchdowns and a number of long runs that doesn't seem possible. This isn't that caliber of offense, but that wasn't a great offense either there with Jamal Charles. I mean, this is a situation where I think that we could see a 40 point game from Brees Hall at some point in the fantasy playoffs. Hopefully you get it when you need it. I mean, Colin, you think back to the players who win tournaments and you think back to that big run that Todd Gurley went on a few years ago, you think about what a Christian McCaffrey can do for you. I mean, we're now talking about getting to the point where, like our, our situation last week where we're in this sort of low scoring battle to win the main event. Yeah. I mean, that means everything to you because you want to win that, but that's not going to be good enough as we go for the million bucks. You've got to have your guy put up scores that raise your eyebrows and stay with you for a decade, maybe stay with you the rest of your life. Brees Hall is the guy who could have a lifetime game that, you know, you and I are talking about, you know, with great grandkids 50 years from now, that's how good he is. That's how excited I am for him over these next couple of weeks. Yeah. Episode 200,000 of Road of His Overtime will be reminiscing about those days in 2023, but getting hyped, John, as I hear you talk about Brees Hall in that manner, and I know listeners will be too. I did mention Raheem Mostert and uh, Achan, and in terms of as we record, Sean, it has popped up. Tyreek Hill and Devin HN missed practice for a second day today, so did not practice on Thursday. Mostert did return in a limited fashion, so hopefully those guys will all be available when it comes to the game, but certainly concerns uh, when, you, when you're in this stage of the season. Obviously, we want the players to be healthy, but you know we also want to win our fantasy championships, but player health is obviously more important there. Moving into probable starters then, Sean, we have Austin Eckler. There's obviously a lot of talk about the the backs and and riding the hot hand there as much as you know i've mentioned on the show but maybe the burst not being the same as it was austin eckler is by far the best running back on that team and it is not even close so he makes that part of the list but jalen warren javante williams and chuba hubbard and this is a part where i mentioned some of the the players most rostered jalen warren and Hubbard feature in there and then Javante Williams is on the team for the sprint but we've talked a lot about Williams when we talk about the main event team over the last couple of weeks we have talked about Warren and his splits with Najee Harris and how 
things look in that backfield but we haven't talked a huge amount about Hubbard is he the way you want to focus here he would be the player I would I would ask about but if you want to mention a different player that's that's also okay well I do hope that we get some big scores from Jalen Warren going forward it's been disappointing that the firing of the offensive coordinator there has actually led to a worse stretch for him they have a great matchup this week we'll be tracking how that comes out but yeah you mentioned chuba he was one of my highest rostered players in best ball leagues and now we'll see if he's able to do it in the fantasy playoffs obviously you're dealing with some situations where i mean Cole, it's interesting as you go back through and you look at your portfolio and it's a situation where you see all of those jk dobbins teams and you're thinking well i wish that hadn't happened and then you see that you got some of them through and you're thinking well i also kind of wish that hadn't happened because i know how many teams i have through i wish they didn't have dead players (laughs) on them but if you have hubbard on some of those teams it helps we have some teams with ramondre stevenson through and hopefully he'll come back later in the playoffs, but you need to get points to cover that. Hubbard is the guy you drafted later who can now be the person who makes up for either mistakes or injuries that you have on your offense. His snap percentage spiked when Miles Sanders got hurt, and then he played so well that Sanders really hasn't gotten the chance back. Now, Sanders had a long run in this, almost goes for a touchdown. That's going to catch the coach's eyes. You hope that it doesn't change things, right? But, I mean, Hubbard has been averaging just under 19 opportunities a game since that Sanders injury. He had 20-point games back-to-back weeks in weeks 12 and 13. Even though Sanders had the good game this last week, Hubbard played 77% of the snaps. And he didn't have the long run like Sanders, and his overall numbers don't look great. But you watch that game, and it's very impressive how he's picking out the different holes. His peripherals at different points this season have really flashed as well or they stand out to you when you go through i mean hubbard is a good player you have to be fantastic to make it work in this carolina panthers offense going back through and and watching the panthers and saints play this week uh, every time that the bryce young does something well you want to feel like there's a possibility you want to feel like there's a bounce back chance that he could be somebody you could draft next year maybe do some of the sam howell things for you because he's going to be inexpensive he ran a little bit in this game and if young gives you some rushing value as a qb in 2024 then that is a pretty key part of him potentially being able to outperform but given what he did at alabama given the scouting reports as he came into the league the way he's playing right now is it's just stunning because i I don't think i've ever seen a quarterback play this poorly and not get benched and it's just, you, you simply don't see the number one overall pick play like this. Even the bad number one overall picks, you kind of have to go back and look at like a, a Jamarcus Russell, for example. It There's contextual reasons here, but even with the context, it, it's just, it's unless you watch a full game with Bryce Young, you don't really have a good sense of just how poorly he's playing. So on the one hand, I'm excited for Hubbard and how he's been able to excel despite that. And yet, especially with Miles Sanders also lurking, it is tough because you've got a decent backup and you've got a very, very poor offense. We've seen, you know, we talked about how well he was doing and obviously it, it 
plummeted very quickly but josh dobbs for the vikings and obviously the leash is shorter and situations like that but you know if he wasn't the first overall pick maybe if he was a first round pick he might but this is like as poor a quarterback play as we're seeing anywhere at the moment like i know we talk a lot about zach wilson maybe it's not as bad as that but you know it's not it's, it's not a lot better it's, it's worse he's, you think? he's worse than zach wilson yeah. right it's, now it's, he's it's worse. really bad um so i think the only thing saving him from being benched is i guess the team situation but also his his draft capital that was was added in there but it's very very concerning at this point in time sean moving on to the next player we've talked about this for quite some time the uh, the philadelphia eagles strength of schedule for the running backs really improves from week 15. we are now in week 15. we have not seen a huge amount over the last number of weeks from deandre swift in terms of his last performances against dallas 3.9 points four points against san francisco both very tough matchups against buffalo 9.4 so since kansas city in week 11 where he had 19.7 we haven't seen an rb1 week prior to that he started the season very very strong obviously the week one not really involved against new england but after that then four out of five weeks are rb1 weeks but the season has you know gone in the wrong direction so far but is the strength of schedule that we're going to see here enough to have confidence in deandre swift who is one of our favorite running backs having a you know i i know we're talking about this week being a borderline starter but that jump to being a league winner When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. I mean, is he one of our favorite running backs? Because he has not been helping <laughs> for Sean jumping a, out. Are you jumping off the the Andre Swift bandwagon? No, we've got a we've got a good matchup this week against the collapsing Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks over the last five weeks, almost twenty eight points to Brian Robinson. You've got the Daryl Henderson came in there, and then over thirty points to Christian McCaffrey, seventeen points to Pollard. Another McCaffrey game. They're the third highest in fantasy points over expectation the fourth highest in expected points allowed that gets you to the second most fantasy points allowed to the running backs they're bad across the board whether that's stopping running back yardage as a rusher or their bottom 10 or as a receiver or their bottom five this is a great matchup but my question is whether or not swift has played so poorly that he's now mired in such not exactly a committee, but that he's going to lose enough touches to Kenny Gainwell, potentially even Boston Scott, and simply that the offense has moved in the direction of needing to lean on Jalen Hurts, that we're not going to get the benefits that we might have otherwise gotten. You bring up the schedule. In the article, it does show how 
the Philadelphia Eagles have the best, the most favorable running back schedule across weeks 15 through 17 combined. That's been something we've been pointing at for, as you mentioned, like six weeks now. We warned people that a rough stretch was coming. We said if you can weather it, trade for DeAndre Swift. I'm just concerned that he's played so poorly that we're not going to get the same benefits that we would have gotten if he had looked okay. Because right now, those really strong weeks from week two to week four look like a bit of a mirage. I mentioned in the article just how different it's been in terms of him being able to get through the line of scrimmage untouched. That's always been a key part of what he does. And my question for you is, I mean, is this the guy that the Detroit Lions more or less gave away and said, we need to have better backs to do what we want to do? I mean, he has not helped the Eagles as they've gone on this sort of mini swoon over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, that was what I was going to come in with with my question, but not to answer your question or the question i think it's obviously still the same player but i think that player that detroit traded away had a lot of talent and upside and in this offense i think it can still be unlocked i have that concern that you have that do they think will move in a slightly different direction and and work the other running backs in again my hope is that they don't do that this week and he shows out and that leads to him having the role then the rest of the way my big question though when i was uh, the question i was going for you is I just think the Eagles offense as a whole has kind of lost its identity. I don't think they are playing well, and I don't think they know what they really want to do. They've had a couple of things that have happened. They obviously have had some injuries to Jalen Hurts, who's still playing through them, but is maybe not at 100%. They've had some struggles in the run game. They then had lost Dallas Goddard, which has given some opportunities, maybe the way of uh, Devontae Smith. And he has looked good, I think, in my opinion. We've seen some issues with... The connection maybe to aj brown which wasn't an issue last year or at the start of the season he had a bad drop against the cowboys but i just think they're second guessing themselves and questioning themselves and it's not like it would have been say last year where plays were almost flowing into each other from the play caller there's and i think that that more so than it being deandre swift's fault but my concern is that they might think well if we take him out and put somebody else in it might fix it but I don't think it's on Swift. I think the entire offense is having, having combined issues. Yeah, I think that the Hurts situation, we may find out at some point, is a little bit more significant than you know it appears on the surface. I think that they have to attack. I think they've got to play with some tempo. I think that the identity has to be putting up big points. And I mean, obviously, any team, if that's your identity, it's going to be helpful. But they have the weapons to do it as opposed to searching for answers sometimes the end point can be where you need to start and it's just this idea of we got to go out there and score we want to get the ball down the field we want to attack we want to run off of that as opposed to all of these horizontal passes that have been very ineffective for them so i think they're ha- they do have solutions it's frustrating i think with how good Devonte smith is that in both of the last two years they haven't really gone to him until after goddard has gotten hurt last year when goddard came back then the offense really caught fire and you know they are in a good position to win the super bowl before patrick mahomes does his superman impression they're going to be good one of the things that does disconcert me a little bit is that when you ask nick sirianni about why deandre swift disappears at times he'll reference the two-minute drill and you're thinking well i mean the whole game wasn't the two-minute drill there were actually more snaps to gain well than maybe you realize i think you've just got to go completely to swift and you've got to play with some tempo and if he can't do that then there's a little bit of a coaching issue that we're at this point in the season 
and you feel the need to go to far lesser backs from a talent perspective in order to get that done. And I don't expect there's going to be any change with Rashad Penny, and it may simply be that he is not good. But when you have players like Gainwell and Scott who seem to still be integral parts of how they want the offense to run, again, coaching does come up as something that you raise your eyebrows at a little bit because Swift and Penny would be a very dynamic one-two punch, and this is a team that needs to attack as opposed to worry about some of the other things that they appear to be worried about. So we'll see what happens. I do expect a bounce back unless Jalen Hurts really is limited in a way that we don't know about. Now, we do know that, obviously, he's he's had some nagging injuries. I think they're going to start scoring some big points. They're going to cut through this soft part of their schedule like butter, and we're going to have a situation in the NFC playoffs where the 49ers, the Eagles, the Cowboys, those matchups are going to be fantastic football, and so much of the frustrating parts about the regular season where you're seeing these weaker teams not do what we want, not put on a very good product. The playoffs are going to be a fantastic product in the NFC. I'm looking forward to that. Colin, but what, I mean, the thing here that I think really gets you is to see DeAndre Swift and Ezekiel Elliott's name in the same group. That part is tough. We know that he went off last week and this is a situation where you almost knew it was going to happen because the offense doesn't have receivers and they don't have a running back. And so the only thing you're left with is to pass to the running back. I mean, kind of joking there, obviously, but you look at Elliott's numbers. He had 12.3 receiving expected points. So again, that's what the targets would imply. The last time that Ezekiel Elliott had a game with more expected receiving volume or expected points based on the volume week six of the 2020 season he also performed well so you have to give him credit for that he had 7.9 receiving again this is purely as a receiver fantasy points over expected the last time he had a score like that was in week 13 of 2018 when you have those two things on the same week then what you do is you score more than 20 points purely through the air i don't know that ezekiel elliott is the kind of receiving back that we we expect that to happen very often, but he also actually ran okay in this game. Baited four tackles. He gets his, his evasion rate up to 8.2% for the season. One of the kind of running jokes for Elliott is that he is playing for the Patriots. His evasion rate has been in the absolute basement for running backs this year. Colin, I probably don't have to tell you, but he has jumped over your boy, A.J. Dillon now. So not, not the worst running back in the NFL who's getting serious touches. But the thing beyond all of that is that this is a, a great matchup this week against the Kansas city chiefs who especially recently have not been stopping the running back position. Now, one of the things is that the chiefs don't give up a lot of carries. You know, you feel like you've got to pass against them, but they've got the worst yards per carry allowed to running backs over the last five weeks they're averaging more than five yards per carry. They also are bottom 10 in terms of the number of receiving yards they've given up to the backs. And the Patriots don't have anything else. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott could be a pretty good week 15 start. And that is where we are at this point of the season, Sean. We are at the Ezekiel Elliott point of the season. And on that, uh, again, as we record, lots of news coming out with the practice reports. Ramondre Stevenson did not practice on Thursday, so likely to be leaning towards an Elliott weekend. 
with the way the Patriots had used those two running backs combined, both in the run game and the pass game, when there is only one of them, you know, the, there is a, a nice volume obviously there to go. So if if Stevenson is out, I agree with everything that Sean has said there. Also, this obviously will be heard after it, but Josh Jacobs also out of Thursday night football, which leads to Zamir White being the starter there. So that will be interesting to see how, how White does in that particular opportunity. Sean, we're going to finish up there on the, the running back portion. The players that follow on from that are the follow the news players. Then it gets into low end or contingent starters and moves on from there. But one of those players was Josh Jacobs. So you follow the news. He is out. But Brian Robinson is in there as well, who will see if he is available this week. One of my other players that's quite heavily exposed in the teams that have advanced through. So check out sean's article the link will be in today's show notes but as we move into our own teams and and which players we have got the most through in some of these various contests is there any player sean that you wish you had more exposure to you know either at i guess anyone that is quarterbacks through at this point is just happy that they have quarterbacks available sean keeps mentioning to me that he has a team with connor that has no quarterbacks that is advanced through but i guess i would be it feels like Williams is your player at running back that you mentioned earlier in the show. Any any wide receivers? Because we all know that the the tight ends that everyone wants is Sam Laporte and Trey McBride. So I guess wide receiver would be the place I would check in with you. Yeah, I mean, this is one where I feel like we got bailed out. And that's too bad because you would love to see it just decided on the field. We had talked about how the quarterback situation combined with the weakness of the wide receivers was potentially going to be a problem for these teams that had drafted rookies that's certainly come to pass with the carolina panthers and then on on the flip side of that cj stroud has been an absolute revelation but then you have tank dell with the very unfortunate injury you have nico collins getting knocked out early in week 14 along with a concussion for stroud and so that's another kind of follow the news situation there. If the Texans can get back and get healthy, then I mean Collins could still do some real damage as we move through the playoffs a little bit deeper. Puka Nakua would be the other sort of revelatory player who is just going to be a big part of what happens. Now, it's going to be tamped down a little bit probably because of the return of Cooper Cup. He's looking good. I think that the Rams are about to go on a run. And you almost hope that those players balance each other out a little bit if you don't have exposure to them. Otherwise, I feel good about the way that these tournaments look. We've gotten players through who are talented and yet haven't put up big numbers yet. We've been joking about how much Jahan Dotson we got through. I don't know if that's a situation where we can still say that there's a lot of talent there. I mean, the talent may be a little bit different question than the skill. He has not been executing. And he has not been demonstrating the effort that you would really like to see. The reason that you get Jahan Dotson through in many of these cases is that he was put together with Sam Howell teams and Howell was dynamic enough to pull that group through. So I'd like to think that we're going to have some performances there that make a difference. One of the things that was this tiny silver lining on Monday night was that Wondell Robinson's big game got at least one if not a couple of additional wandel teams through an underdog for me we have him on the team that we drafted with david Philippi. wandale if he can it's probably not going to be like some big three game stretch it's not going to be the type of situation we were talking about with a Brees hall 
But if he has one big game at the right time, it can make a difference. Quentin Johnston, we've got him through on a number of teams, which again is a little bit of a surprising one there. But if in any way, shape, or form, obviously the quarterback injury there is a big downgrade. If you don't have Keenan Allen, and he was one of the guys that we really liked, he is on the team that I have with Connor that you mentioned. When you don't have quarterback play, you can't afford to lose too many additional pieces who could, you know, work into uh, some of these flex spots to give you the firepower to balance it out. But if you have Easton Stick in some miraculous way being a little better fit for him or just the willingness to target him after, I mean, if you're Justin Herbert and you have witnessed all of these drops, you're feeling like you're going to go in a different direction. Maybe even if the defensive alignment, the read, how that particular set of routes works together, if Quentin Johnson is the guy, we're just, we're human, right? I mean, you're going to be looking for someone you feel like a little more reliable. Johnston made some plays finally in week 14. He demonstrated the big playability that he has. I think that he could be an interesting player with Allen out. They've got to throw the ball to somebody. So you like to see that. Colin, mostly I'm just hoping that we have players stay healthy and that, like I said before, that as many of these contests are decided by who has the biggest game, not who gets injured at the key time. You know, I'm looking here at some of our teams with T. Higgins. Higgins, somebody who has missed a lot of time, who's been called for a lot of offensive pass interference penalties. He doesn't have a starting quarterback. We'd love to see the Jake Browning phenomenon continue, even though it doesn't really work that well for Higgins. The Browning has been dumping everything off. You've got a lot of manufactured touches for Chase, and then you have those passes to the running backs. Let's attack deep to Higgins, and let's let him catch that ball without pushing the defenders to the ground. There are so many fun ways that these next couple of weeks can develop you know that the floors and ceilings for so many players have changed because of the quarterback injuries, especially in the AFC. The conference has been absolutely devastated. And that pushes you back in the direction of situations where maybe where a guy is still there, a situation where Rasheed Rice is emerging. And not only does he have a quarterback, but that quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. Maybe he is the league winner in a variety of these teams. He's on our Superflex team that has advanced. I think, as you can tell, the main thing that I'm seeing here as we're looking through the teams, you know, that team has a Chris Olave. Olave's dealt with some injuries and injuries to his quarterback, but continues to make plays. We have a Garrett Wilson. He's been disappointing, but now that he's here and now that Zach Wilson has actually had an encouraging game, maybe he gets the job done. I mean, this team has Kyle Pitts. Pitts finally has a big game. And, you know, we joke about the guys who didn't work out, we joke about having zero quarterbacks. Desmond Ritter, for so much of the year, he looked like a terrible pick. He gets benched completely. He's scoring you zero points. And I mean, I just can't tell you the number of people who messaged me that said Desmond Ritter was the guy who got them into the fantasy playoffs with his big game in week 14. If he could do that another couple of times, or maybe even once over this next three-week stretch, get a Drake London to some big points. Get a Kyle Pitts to some big points. Let Bijan Robinson do what he can do. I'm rooting for some good football over the final week. I think that some of the young guys are ready. And we talk so much about being patient and searching for the upside that the young players have in the fantasy playoffs. Well, the fantasy playoffs are here. Some of those players seem like they're here. I want a first or second year player to be the guy who is the fantasy playoff MVP. And his name is Trey McBride. 
we are uh, all joking aside though in terms of my teams across both sides combined with the teams with sean the teams that we've drafted here for the podcast and solo teams sean you you mentioned it there Jahan dodson 66 percent on those rosters but the other part of that is sam howell is on 55 percent. so the tie that you mentioned to pair him with dodson is the main part of that but also mcbride hall wandale robinson all 55 percent hn 33 tyson spears 33 and then moves down from there but the teams as listeners will not be surprised to hear heavily featuring the likes of sam laporta trey mcbride a lot of our favorite wide receivers that sean mentioned but i'm quite excited about some of these super flex rosters sean that i have but two of them in particular that have been tracking all season pretty strongly the one thing i like about them is if one of these teams does well the other team is also going to do well that is because the crossover of players on those two rosters is achan hubbard higgins dotson wandell aj brown and sam laporta so if one side does well all those players are, are doing well on the other side so some crossover and that's what you'll find with the concentration of the players that we were drafting a lot of a lot of crossover through those but the one part sean that i want to mention on one of those super flex teams that is in the ffpc so that leads to being tight end premium my favorite tight end room off the year that i drafted tj hawkinson sam laporta trey mcbride michael mayer i want to know if any listener out there can can better that foursome for for any of their rosters this year because that is three of my favorite guys plus a rookie tight end that i i still think there's a lot of upside in anything to beat that sean well, the first thing that jumped to mind for me was, again, that if you have no quarterback, you're going to need to have some tight end play. That team with column has Sam Laporta, Trey McBride, Kyle Pitts. I mean, it might be Kyle Pitts time. Well, it was Kyle Pitts time last week. Can, can we be so greedy to expect him to get a touchdown two weeks in a row? Is that possible? Colin, my team with Blair that is in the Superflex tournament and I did you check do you and I have a team in the same pod we were hoping that that wouldn't be the case this team is Sam Laporta TJ Hawkinson Dalton Kincaid and Cole Komet I think that might have you I disagree I strongly disagree I will check the pods after the show though I I think we'll be fine I'm hoping we'll be fine but uh yeah we are into that time of year we're really pushing on Hopefully anyone listening in that has advanced teams will be seeing those teams tick their points up over the next couple of days because we have Thursday as we record this one. We have Saturday, Sunday, and Sean, the dreaded Monday night football. Of course, this week, we're expecting big things. It is the Seahawks. It is the Eagles. We're expecting DeAndre Swift to get back on track. High-scoring game on Monday night. That's what we're hoping for in that one. Are you ready for week 15? I'm ready. I'm ready. You you talk about the the listeners and the teams that they have. Definitely send those our way if you have some you're excited about. Column, I know that we've had situations in the past where listeners have like backburnered such and such a league and then discovered like during the finals week in the middle of the week that they are in the championship bracket with us. That's always fun. If we got that again in 2023, be a great story so we hope we'll find you there in a couple of weeks good luck to everybody on saturday good luck this weekend advance those teams to the fantasy quarterfinals we're rooting for you
That is going to take us to the end of this episode. Of course, I mentioned Sean's article. The link to that will be in today's show notes. If you want to sign up over at Rotoviz, use the code RVRADIO2023 at checkout. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at OverTomorrowNin. My co-host is Sean Siegel. And until we are back, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.